Welcome to the Wild and Curious podcast, a show that's part travel, part feminism, and completely inspired by extraordinary women worldwide. I'm Teresa Christine. And I'm Suzanne Schmetting. I recently had this feeling of, man, like I, like I want to kind of fight for animals Yeah. in a way where I was like, oh yeah, you know, like they can't speak for themselves and we have to advocate for them. And, you know, I think there are a lot of good people out there, but there are some bad people who just like don't treat them right. Yeah. And I got a little angry about it. I think you and I have talked a lot about like wanting to do something good in the world, but like what to focus on because there's so many things to care about. And I think one of the reasons I love talking so much to Josephine in in our little pre-interview is just what she cares about. Like she focused in on it so specifically that it totally clarified for her in a moment when she was being kidnapped and held at gunpoint, you know? Yeah. And she's a wonderful, amazing storyteller. So we actually, we should let her go ahead and tell that story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Josephine Akiru is a peace coordinator for the Northern Rangelands Trust. She converts poachers into advocates for the environment and local community. Suzanne and I first became aware of the work that you're doing through this amazing video from Conservation International. And honestly, you share a very scary experience when an ambush happens. And I was wondering if you could tell us about that experience here on the show. Because I remember that day I called uh, uh, the poachers. These, uh, These poachers have been looking for them for so long. Since 2011, at the beginning of the conservancy, the start of the conservancy. So I've been looking for them, their network, how can I be able to reach them. Then it reaches a time when they were threatening me, writing letters even and bringing to my door uh, many attempts. So one day I just received a call from them. Oh, Josephine, you have been looking uh, for us for so long. And we have seen that whatever you are telling us, it's right. So we want you now to quit this act and then uh, come back to homes. So can you can we meet? So I was very excited because that's what I've been waiting for. So I want I was waiting for this time to come for me to talk to these guys and tell them what I wanted to tell them, which was the truth that I knew. So uh, they instructed me, don't come with anybody, come to a specific area. And so I rushed there without knowing it was an ambush it wasn't uh, it wasn't what they told me so I suddenly saw people coming out of the bush like around seven people all of them they have masked themselves and one I started uh, started they started harassing me and he down and then and then one pointed gun uh my head my head and I kneeled down they started harassing me, things that I cannot even be able to explain. So the other ones, they were, they were talking a lot of things there. So the other ones say, kill. But I told them, okay. The, the feeling that came to my service, okay, this is my hand. I'm dying. These guys, they have got rid of me. They will kill me. That's the feeling that came to my mind. But they had a spirit inside me. It came out saying, ask, ask them. 
please, I agree with you, but before you kill me, can you give me time to tell you why I'm doing this? And they said, quickly, quickly, do it quickly. So I, I told them, please, I'm doing all this not because I'm paid. I'm doing this because of three things. One, our parents, our grandparents, they killed all this. They have been killing this one. They killed all rhinos. They still killed all these other animals, but we are still poor. Nobody has been taken to school. Nobody has ever benefited. We have not changed our poverty circles in our society. The same community, we are living in this, we are living in poverty. But today, this wildlife, they are changing our lives. They are changing our lives because we are getting bursaries from the conservancies. We are taking our children to schools, and these children will come to change the life, the, life, the poverty circle in our community, even the, the other life, the, the, the leadership in our community. So, and we shall live a good life. Since wildlife, they have created jobs. Today we have conservancies. Many years we have been saying um, wildlife belongs to the government because it was under government, under Kenya Wildlife Service. So you never thought that uh, wildlife uh, is ours. But today, through conservancies, wildlife, we all know wildlife as communities. Wildlife belongs to us today. It is our resource. The times that the government were taking care of this wildlife, it's because we never knew our responsibilities or the importance of the wildlife. But through conservancy, today we want this wildlife. Employment is there. And the rangers you have been fighting with, killing each other, because during this act of uh, poaching, um, they, the, the, the Kenya Wildlife Service rangers fight with these poachers. They either kill these poachers or poachers kill them. But today, you will be fighting with your own brothers and cousins. The rangers, conservancy rangers, are the local people from your own community. They are your cousins, they are your brothers. I also tell them, okay, you are warriors of my community, but if you all end up dying, who will defend this community? Who will be the men of this society? If you all die today, look at your freedom. You don't have freedom at home. So I explained a lot of things in summary. And one who was pointing gun at me just is the one the first guy said no, removed the gun, then said no, don't kill her. Nobody has ever told us the truth. Nobody has ever told us the truth, so don't kill her. And that's how I pleaded and Wow. Yeah. That is incredible. Thank you. That that is an absolutely amazing story and your courage and bravery are are just so incredible to hear about. And your passion, right? Yeah, your passion, yes. Yes. It's so multifaceted why animal conservancy is so important to you. You know, it has to do with with community, with your ancestors, the kind of life you've had before, who's going to be around, you know, who's who's going to be left behind to tell these stories. And, you know, with, with all of this passion, I, I think it's no wonder that you were able to convince them. And, you know, from, from this kind of this passion and, and this convincing, you are now currently training 25 women to do what you do. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Currently now we have trained 25 women peace ambassadors. I built, um, uh, for three years because I was the chair of the conservancy from 2011 to 2014. 
where I joined now NRT. So those three and a half years that I've been working in that conservancy as chairperson elected uh, gave me experience why we should involve all actors in decision making. We are from the pastoralist communities that they have been never recognizing a woman or a voice of a woman. A woman is a, a woman, she must be a woman, she must be a wife, uh, no voice. Uh, your work is to bear children, take care, good care of house, home, which is good. It's part of our responsibilities as women. But they never knew that also women, God has created them the same as men. They might have something inside them that they can also contribute towards positive change to their society. So they never recognize, and it's not their, maybe uh, it's not their wish, maybe because they never knew as, if, as, as men. So when I was selected as the chair of the conservancy, I got a lot of uh, blogs. There were a lot of blogs or a lot of challenges because people turned against me like, why, why do these people elect this woman? Uh, you know, there have never been a woman leading in our community. Uh, now this woman, since we are fighting with our enemies, in because of land, we are fighting because um, we are enemies, so she cannot be able to deliver. She will sell all our land, because the attitude of our community conservancy or conservation is taking the land because of historical issues of um, government, maybe establishing the national parks. So that was their, uh, in, uh, what was in their mind. So that gave me really, that challenge gave me also strength a lot to be like, okay, this is a position that I've been waiting when I was so young, when I was asking myself, one day when I grew up, I will make sure that I go to school. I learned, then I become one day chief because the chief is the only person you recognize. I was recognized in the society. So it gave me also a challenge now. Like in this position, I should make sure that I pave the way for other women's recognition. If I fail in this position of the conservancy, all women will always be mentioned as failures and they will never be recognized. So that is the thing that also give me strength and made promise that I should pave the way for other women to be recognized. And I'm really happy and I really appreciate CHI because actually between five women, they will make a huge impact. If only one woman, I just feel I should and make sure that I've done, I deliver to this society. I've done a lot, even if it's 50% or certain percentage. What about 25 women in our society? So we recruited through CHI support of 25 women now across the northern Kenya. Uh, we trained, we had a three days training last week. They are now well equipped and they are passionate women, leaders, the voice. I know the voice of women. It's only when they are silenced is that the only time they will not do anything. But if they speak out that positive voice, it will bring a, a positive impact in the society. Definitely. Yeah, I'm happy we have now 25 women across the region. Yeah. Now, also with these kind of conservancy efforts that you're doing, from what we were kind of researching, having a woman do these negotiations and talk to a poacher to hopefully, you know, bring this person over so that they're no longer a poacher, it's good to be a woman. Why can she, why can a woman do this job better? 
uh, one thing one thing I believe is is I'm normally tell women that you should identify the strength inside you. You know, women are very powerful tool in this world. God gave them a unique strength that a man does not have. That's why, as a Christian, just for now, what I believe is uh, God saw Adam, the first man, cannot be capable of taking care of the garden. And he said, let me give her a helper. So God saw that a man cannot do alone. So that means there is a strength inside us that will move the world, that will move these men. And that is the secret. So if you identify something inside you, if you know that you have that strength, you will change. Why? These men, the voice of a woman, the voice of a woman has power over their mind. The voice of a woman has that uh, a, a massy sound, eh? I can say a feeling, a massy sound, always. So, and the, the other thing, men look at them as weak creatures, so they can look at them like, what can she be able to tell me? But if you use that time when he is looking at you like a weak person, and you speak something strong or positive, it will change is feeling towards you. And this is what also I believe. There are two things. Interest, understand. Mm. You are able, you can be able to change someone's uh, stand, but interest, no. So a woman, a woman, I can say a woman, she's a unique creature who has a hidden strength that they should identify and use it for the future of their society. No matter how times men or your society will even abandon you will tell you you are a woman you are not supposed to come to the meeting they maybe they they speak against you maybe they deny you opportunity never count all those things continue persist persist going there so it depends how you are going to use your gift or what god has given to you for future of your generation also depends with the if you have people in your heart if you carry a burden of your own people, you will be able to serve people. If you carry selfishness inside you, you cannot be able, able to serve other people. You can never think about the future generations. You cannot even think about the future of your own family. So it's about the heart, that big heart that you should have for you to overcome all things. Okay, so Josephine is incredible. <laughs> there, there were so many times when I was looking at my notes and I was like, okay, I need to make sure that I ask her about this. And then right. she would end up, she would talk about it. Like she just has this full, incredible story that we're really lucky that we got to hear it. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I love what, what you said about like, you know, she just, she kind of got to what we were going to ask about anyway. She just has this grasp of the depth and, you know, the intrinsic humanness of her situation. And it's, it was so lovely to hear her talk about. And I, I don't know, I loved it. I, I could not imagine being in that situation of the ambush that she was talking about. That's, I mean, she was just like, I'm gonna die. 
Yeah. Like she knew she was certain that it was going to happen and she was still fighting for what she believed in. I know. It's what did she say? She said, uh, I got to know courage. I got to know fear. And I was, oh. you know, I, <laughs> I was like, you like, are so Josephine. Cool. <laughs> the other, I, there were, I mean, there were a billion things that she said that I was just like smiling the whole time listening to her talk because yeah. she has such a, a great story to tell. Mm-hmm. But I loved her kind of advice on just sort of being a woman in the world, really, and how she said something like, a woman is a unique creature who has a hidden strength. And so often people look at women as weak or insignificant. And you just, you kind of have to identify that strength in yourself, as she said, and believe in it. And eventually, it's so exhausting, (laughs) but eventually other people we'll see it too. I don't know. I love, I love what she said about just persisting. And I think I've talked to you about like taking, taking breaths, you know, in any kind of movement or any kind of project where it's like, it's okay to take a breath, but just come right back in it. And I think that's what she's talking about. Like, even if it's hard, because it is hard, especially in the face of what she's dealing with, but she just, she relies on her community. They rely on her and she, she keeps going. She's amazing. If you'd like to learn more about Northern Regions Trust, go to nrt-kenya.org or follow them on Instagram at at nrt underscore Kenya. You can also learn more about Conservation International at conservation.org or on their Instagram at at conservation.org. If you enjoy listening to the Wild and Curious podcast and would like to contribute to helping us make this thing run, you can. You can Venmo us at the Wild and Curious or via PayPal at paypal.me slash the Wild and Curious. Anything you send, big or small, will go towards the cost of running a podcast that's dismantling the patriarchy. You can also follow along with our adventures on Instagram. Our handle is at underscore the wild and curious underscore. And we will also put that in the show notes for you. We are always looking for extraordinary women to talk to you on our show. If you have someone in mind or you are that someone, go to thewildandcurious.com to let us know. It means so much to us when people rate our show in iTunes and leave reviews. We read all of those sweet nothings. And yes, we cry about them. We laugh about them. We love them. We also love it when people send our podcast to someone who they think will enjoy it. Feminist sharing feminist content is the best. 